Hello everyone, welcome to the 13th episode of my podcast called Hannah's Song of the Week. My name is Hannah, and the song that I can't seem to get out of my head this week is Black Sheep by Metric. everyone welcome back i don't know what that accent was but welcome back to the podcast i'm so excited for this new episode if it sounds a little bit different it's because i moved into a new apartment so i'm in a new kind of space no more in my second closet in my bedroom you know i actually have a desk that i can work on this is going to be a really fun transition in my life and this is going to be really fun for the podcast as well In music news, Lizzo is finally back onto the music scene. She dropped a new single last Friday called Rumors. It's getting a lot of mixed signals and mixed reviews, but I really enjoy it. The best part about Lizzo's music is that it is something that is so real and fun to listen to and just boosts your mood. So go check that out if you haven't already, especially if you're a big Lizzo fan. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about one of my favorite smaller indie artists named Orla Gartland, and I just wanted to reiterate that her debut album, Woman on the Internet, is out today. So please go give it a listen. I know I will be listening it all day today. I'm super excited and I'm super proud of her and I love all of her music. And the song that we covered, You're Not Special Babe, will also be on that album. So if you really enjoyed that song and you enjoyed that episode, you should definitely check out her full album. I also got some really fun stuff in the works for you guys. I've been talking to some buddies and I'm slowly going to be making some plans for this big episode that's going to be coming out. Don't expect it anytime soon because I'm about to start up grad school and do some other things. So we will see when it comes out. I'm kind of thinking more like maybe the second or third week of September, but it's going to be a super fun episode. It's going to be made with some super fun people. So keep an eye out. Speaking of grad school, I do start it up this coming Monday. So we're going to see if I can keep up with this show once a week while having grad school on top of it. I'm very confident that I can because I've kind of got a good routine going down here. But if not, I was thinking of maybe ending season one with this big episode that I'm kind of teasing and then starting up season two during either Thanksgiving or Christmas break. So taking a little bit of a break for me to be able to do schoolwork and then coming back. But like I said, if I can really time manage well and I can make this podcast work with the schoolwork, then I think we can keep on trucking. But I am super excited for this song today because the song today is Black Sheep by Metric. And if you don't know, yes, this is the Scott Pilgrim Brie Larson song. So this song got really popular because it is off the soundtrack of kind of like a cult classic movie. But also if you're a big nerd or if you're a big comic book lover, you'll definitely know this movie in this series. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is a comic book series by Brian Lee O'Malley. He does a lot of really good comics. I've read, I believe I've read all of his stuff. I really like him. He's funny. His art is interesting. His stories are good. And Scott Pilgrim is definitely like his magnum opus. So it's kind of like a weird, nerdy, campy kind of a series. It definitely plays off of a lot of like video game tropes and comic book tropes. So it's kind of almost like a 
love story for us nerds who enjoy these things. And the movie, to me, is just as good as the comic series. Obviously, you're going to leave some stuff out, but the movie is such a comfort movie to me. I can rewatch it all the time. And the movie came up on its 10-year anniversary in 2020. So after quarantine kind of settled down a little bit in 2021, they re-released the movie into theaters, and I was able to see it in theaters, and it was so much fun. But anyway, the song this week is from the soundtrack, but it also is a genuine song from this band called Metric. And I'm going to be honest, I had no idea Metric even existed before Scott Pilgrim. And I honestly feel so bad that that's how I found them was because of this nerdy little movie here. But I remember the day when I realized that Metric was actually a band and that the Scott Pilgrim song, as I always kind of called it, was an actual song from an actual band was I was at ACL walking to go see like Billie Eilish or something. I think it was it was that year when Billie was there and I hear the chorus of this song and the chorus of this song was so embedded in my head because this scene from Scott Pilgrim was like one probably my favorite scene of the movie because the song is so good and I always loved the song. And so when I heard it at ACL, I was like, what? What is happening? So I looked into my little schedule and I found the band that was playing on that stage at the time. And then I looked up the song on Google and I was like, holy crap, like this is an actual song. And at that moment, I literally never stopped listening to the song. And I'm so happy that I have a song that I'm able to listen to because it really is the best part of the movie and it's an amazing song on its own. So with that in mind, I really know nothing about Metric and I found them because of Scott Pilgrim. But we'll get into this artist bio so that way you can learn more about them and I can learn more about them, honestly. So Metric is a Canadian rock band that was founded in 1998 in Toronto. The members are Emily Haynes, who is the vocalist and she plays guitar, James Shaw, who plays the guitar and the synth, Joshua Winstead, who plays bass, and Jules Gaki, who plays the drums. In summer of 1996, Emily Haynes and James Shaw met at Toronto's Horseshoe Town. They bonded over their distaste for the music scene and started dating and writing songs together. In 1998, the pair named themselves Mainstream, and they self-released an EP. They changed their name to Metric of that same year. For reasons why, we don't really know, but the name Metric comes from the name of a sound that Shaw programmed into his keyboard when he was working on a song one day. The pair then moved to New York and along the way shared a loft in Brooklyn with future members of the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, Liars, and TV on the Radio, which I think is a super fun fact. That year, a producer in London scouted them out, so the pair moved to London and signed a record deal with Chrysalis Records. That didn't last too long, though, because they were tired of only doing demos, so they moved back to New York, where they kind of stay for the rest of their time as an early band, and they recruited Scott Key to be their drummer. In 2001, they released their first studio EP called Grow Up and Blow Away. It was kind of an unofficial EP, and in the end of 2002, they gained another bandmate, their now bassist, Joshua Winstead, who is actually a native Texan, fun fact. And in 2003, they released Old World Underground, Where Are You Now? Yes, that is the full album title, and that is their first album. It received generally positive reviews, and in 2005, the album was certified gold in Canada. That same year, in 2005, they released their second studio album, Live It Out. 
This album was well-reviewed and went twice platinum in Canada, and during this time, the band opened for the Rolling Stones. They performed at Reading and Leeds Festival and were able to tour the world. Prior to this, the band wasn't really able to do a lot of live shows. They weren't able to tour because they used a lot of synth sounds, and it was only the two of them, Haynes and Shaw, for a really long time, so they were just kind of unable to give a good live performance. But now, as a four-piece band, they started playing a lot more shows, and they started going a lot more tours and gaining traction that way. In 2007, they released their third album, Grow Up and Blow Away, which added tracks to the EP unofficial version I mentioned earlier. And in this year, in 2007, is when they started playing Black Sheep on tours and in live shows to kind of see if people liked it or not and if they wanted it on an album. Their fourth album, Fantasies, was released in 2009, and Black Sheep, the song for today, was released in 2010. And this is also the same year that it was in the soundtrack for Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. In the movie, the song is sung by Brie Larson, and her character, Envy Adams, was actually based off of a Haynes and the band that Envy Adams is in, Clash at the Demon Head, is also loosely based off of Metric. And another fun fact Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is set in Canada, and I believe Brian Lee O'Malley is a Canadian as well, so it kind of makes sense on why he would know this kind of small Canadian band, Metric. Another fun fact is that in 2010, Metric also had a song on the Twilight movie Eclipse. I will die on this hill saying that Twilight movies have the best soundtrack and Metric being included in it is another reason why. The band then goes on to release a lot more music and do a lot of tours, and the most recent album that the band has put out is called Art of Doubt, which came out in 2018. So they have a really full discography that if you really liked the song Black Sheep and if you liked the episode today, you're definitely able to listen to a lot more of their music. So lyric-wise, this song isn't like super deep and super meaningful. It's honestly really just kind of a rock song, and it doesn't have a lot of words either. It repeats a lot, which I think is kind of the strongest part of this song is the fact that it just kind of repeats. But the song starts off with this very ominous like rock guitar sound and it's kind of like a muddled guitar sound so you know that there's going to be a build and there's going to be a drop that's going to happen soon. And Emily Haynes got her bandmates to mumble these lyrics in the very beginning, black sheep come home, those are the words, and that repeats like I swear like almost 20 times. Emily Haynes says that quote, I wrote the lyrics all at once in this full-on stream of consciousness moment and I couldn't explain where all the imagery was coming from. It was plucked from the unknown. To make matters worse, I insisted that the song begin with a creepy chanting intro. I had the whole band in the vocal booth whispering the words, Black Sheep Come Home Without Knowing Why, unquote. Sometimes songs that just kind of have like this really random stream of consciousness like she was talking about or weird lyrics are kind of the best and they give off a meaning even though the artist wasn't trying to. It's almost like a rock song that's just supposed to be a rock song. But yeah, so we have this intro with this muddled guitar sound, Black Sheep Come Home being repeated a bunch. And then comes one of the best guitar riffs ever. And when I mean best guitar riffs ever, I mean it. This is probably like one of my favorite parts of the song where the guitar comes in. And then the drum beat comes in as well, playing on each beat. And then when Emily Haynes comes in with the words, the music kind of backs down a little bit. So it's kind of just her as she sings, hello again, friend of a friend, I knew you when. Then after this little sentence, there is a big drum and guitar hit on one, two, three, and four. So to give it the best explanation I can, the drum and the guitar are strum or are hit at the exact same time 
on one, two, three, four. So it makes you kind of want to like headbang or nod your head on each of those beats. And it is super good. It is super effective and gets me super hype every time. But then after that, she continues, our common goal was waiting for the world to end. And after that little line, we have the same one, two, three, four. Then she says, now that the truth is just a rule that you can bend. And on here, while she's singing, now that the truth is just a rule that you can bend, we hear the synth that Metric uses a lot in their music come in and it plays a little harmony to the melody. So the melody kind of goes, now that the truth is just a rule. So the synth comes in and kind of plays this, now that the truth harmony underneath it. So it kind of gives this little line more oomph and makes it a lot more fuller than the previous lines. And after bend, we get that same one, two, three, four hit, but they make it louder by adding kind of another guitar riff on top of it. So you know that something's coming. And then she sings, you crack the whip, shape shift, and trick the past again. And on the past again, she changes the vocal melody. She goes a little bit higher. And the drums come in and they take us into the chorus where she sings, I'll send you my love on a wire. Let you up every time everyone pulls away from you. So she's kind of right when she was talking about how these lyrics kind of don't make the most coherent sense. But to me, this song is obviously about this black sheep of a person that she knows. She calls them friend of a friend. And then that line, now that the truth is just a rule that you can bend. She talks about the past a lot here. Maybe this black sheep kind of wants to change the past. But obviously this song kind of centers more around the melody of the lyrics and the instrumentals than it does what the actual words are trying to get off. And the melody here is just really catchy. It's really simple of a melody. Like she's not trying to cram a lot of crazy runs or crazy belting into it, which is why I think it achieves this really catchy melody. And then when she goes, pulls away from you, on the you, she hits this really high note and she sings these really high oohs that I often find myself singing a lot. I'm gonna try and recreate them. Pulls away, ooh, from you, you, We have the really catchy little oohs, and they're, they're actually pretty high, but singing them for me is a lot of fun. I love it when songs have these challenge. I don't want to say challenging high notes, but they have high notes where the artist isn't really like belting them, but they are singing them because I feel like the high notes are kind of like a challenge for me to sing along with them. I don't know, maybe that's just choir girl things. So the instrumentals of the chorus are also really fun too because the chorus feels a lot faster and it kind of feels like we're going somewhere. And the drums to me in this chorus, they sound like they're doing four things at a time. I'm amazed at how talented drummers are and how much they have to do to keep the song going. But there's a really cool part that the hi-hat does in this song. I think it plays almost like 16th notes. So it's just this constant little tippy tap going on that kind of make that gives a really fun beat. Then after the chorus, we get a little bit of a music break. And this is also where we get the synth melody. And the synth melody here comes back in the outro. And in this music break, we get that half-tempo feel where the chorus kind of sped up a little bit. This little break before the next verse kind of has that slow down feel. And like I've mentioned a billion times before, half tempo feels in songs are like some of the best parts of the song. And when drums can kind of go off in songs and are able to do their best to achieve like a really fun, catchy, and fast-paced song. And when they do it well, that's also one of my favorite parts of songs. And that's definitely what this does. So after the chorus, we go back to another verse and Emily sings, got balls of steel, got an 
automobile for minimum wage. And this is the same kind of sound as before, but it's just a little bit bigger, obviously, because we're in the second verse and we have that same one, two, three, four drum and guitar beat. Then she continues, got real estate, I'm buying it all up in outer space. Now that the truth is just a rule that you can bend, you crack the whip, shape, shift, and trick the past again. So the last two lines are obviously the same as the first verse, so they can honestly kind of feel more like a pre-chorus than an actual part of the verse. But once again, I'm kind of confounded by these lyrics. Got balls of steel, got an automobile for minimum wage, got real estate, I'm buying it all up in outer space. I really want to know what was going on in her head when she wrote this. But yeah, I think it's also, but I think these lyrics are kind of like playing a little bit with the whole like small music artist kind of journey because obviously her and some of her other band members really struggled financially living in New York, having to share small loss with other people. So I think their music kind of reflects that a lot. And rock music always kind of reflects like this idea of like, oh, we're poor and we're on the road making music, you know, it kind of has that soul. I think that's what this part of the song is just trying to accomplish as well. But after this little second verse, we go back into the chorus. I'll send you my love on a wire, lit you up every time everyone pulls away. And I am obsessed with the guitar riff that is going on in this chorus. I'm obsessed with the guitar riff that's going on in this entire song. You just really have to listen to it and listen to it carefully because it's really good. But in the second chorus, we get more lyrics. So after lit you up every time everyone pulls away, she sings, it's a mechanical bull, the number one. You'll take a ride from anyone. Everyone wants a ride, pulls away from you. So I think the chorus kind of mentions, goes back to this black sheep character. And maybe the black sheep character that she's singing about is herself too. After this second chorus, we have the same little half-tempo music break. And the oohs here are kind of a lot stronger and a lot louder. And then after this little half-tempo, we go into an outro that is just all music. The words end here. And the guitar riff here is the same melody that is played in the chorus a little bit, but it's kind of vamped up. And the guitar is like the main star of this outro here. But yeah, but you get the idea. It's a super catchy riff. It's a super catchy song all around. And we end kind of the same way that we started with some fades and some little oohs that kind of fade as well too. So overall, this song is like very much a rock song, but it's not like a heavy rock song because the catchy melody to me kind of makes it less heavy and is really easy to get stuck in your head. And it fits with the Canada Washington punk style. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, Canada produces a lot of rock and roll or punk type music. I find myself that when I listen to some of the punk artists I listen to or rock artists I listen to, they're from Canada or they're from Seattle. And Seattle makes a little bit more sense, but they're from Canada, they're from Washington State, they're from Oregon, like they're from that area. It's just really mind-boggling to me. And I want to know what's wrong. Why are you making this kind of music? I absolutely love the kind of rock style of this song. I love that it has heavy guitars and heavy drums, but it also has that synth in there that makes it metric. The synth to me is such a fun instrument that can bring so many fun different sounds and melodies and metric really plays with that a lot in this song and emily haynes has the perfect punk rock girl voice it is so full and she's able to hit high notes and she's able to belt but she sounds really confident in her lower range you know she's not like her lower range doesn't sound like muddy is a good way to put it and 
I love when rock, female rock singers kind of have like a little bit of like a nasally or like a gravel tone to them as well. And her tone is nasally, not to the point where it's like annoying nasally, but we're just so forward in her face enough that it kind of gives off this a little bit of an edginess to her voice. So her voice isn't too soft for rock music. My favorite parts of this song are obviously that one, two, three, four drum and guitar hit I was talking about. You really just got to hear it to be able to get the feel for it. But every time that comes on in the song, I have to like fist pump along or like clap along or like hit something along, you know, like I have to do it as well. And then the chorus melody and the ooze in this song are my favorite too. It's just such a fun chorus to sing along to. It's a fun song to sing along to in general. And then I love the outro. That's probably my last favorite part of the song. If you know me really well, you know that I love to sing along to like the instruments in songs. And I definitely do that in the guitar riff in this outro here. But yeah, but overall, the best parts of this song are the guitar and the drums, hands down. And if you've seen Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, you know that this band fits perfectly with the vibe of that movie as well. And kind of like the punk slash rock scene that's going on in that movie. So I'm super glad that Metric was chosen for that because it makes sense and it fits really well. Let's talk about some artists that kind of have a very similar vibe to Metric. While some of these artists I'd say are a little bit bigger than Metric, they're also kind of on the same length as them as being like, as having more of like a cult following than having a big commercial following, but really good bands and really good songs. So the first song today is going to be Maps by Yeah Yeah Yeahs. If you know the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, you know. They're kind of like a band, like I said, that have a very cult following to them. And if you know them, then you definitely know what I'm talking about and you definitely know the vibe of them. But if you don't know them, you really just don't know them. They are definitely worth a listen and I put them on here because I thought it was really interesting that they roomed together at a point in life. And it makes me think like how many artists, especially like rock artists that, you know, like I talked about earlier, don't have any money and have to kind of live in like these small places with a bunch of people. Like I wonder how many famous musicians lived together and collaborated together before they got big or before they got any kind of success. It's very interesting. But the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, especially this song, has the same rock slash punk style where it's heavy on the guitar, but it's not a super heavy metal punk song. The Maps by Yeah Yeah Yeahs is definitely one of their more popular songs, so give it a good listen. And then the second similar song today is Bullet with Butterfly Wings by the Smashing Pumpkins. This is also kind of one of the Smashing Pumpkins' bigger songs. And this song kind of has a more heavy guitar feel than the Metric song. It's a little bit harder, but the Smashing Pumpkins are also kind of like this famous, small 2000s rock band. I enjoy them whenever I listen to them, but I don't listen to them often. So this is definitely a similar song. Definitely worth a listen if you want to give it a shot. And then the third similar song today is a little bit of a stretch, but it is Closer by Tegan and Sarah. Look, Tegan and Sarah's singing style just reminds me a lot of Emily Haynes. Like, I feel like these girls all sound together and they all fit the same kind of vibe. But also Tegan and Sarah's synth style is all over in Metric's music. So I kind of had to add a little bit more of a pop song here to kind of match like the synth that Metric uses in Black Sheep and all of their music. And this song, Closer by Tegan and Sarah, definitely do that. Also, Tegan and Sarah are great artists, so I just kind of wanted to shout them out a little bit. So just a little last thoughts on Metric. They're a 
really good small band. So if you want kind of like indie points, I guess you can listen to them, but I don't really think they're too indie anymore, especially with kind of like the revival of Scott Pilgrim versus the world on social media and things that's been happening lately. They're really good. I need to listen to them more personally because Black Sheep is kind of one of the only songs I really know. I know a couple others just from basic listening, but I definitely want to listen to them more and to support them more. Supporting smaller artists is really fun. If you kind of want a more smaller rock band in your life, I would highly suggest Metric. And they've been at it in the music industry for a while now, so I'm very curious to see what more they do in the future or what little they do in the future, but they are definitely worth the listen as of right now. The guitar riffs, no real meaning, and the Brie Larson cover is why Black Sheep by Metric is my song of the week. listening to the 13th episode of Hannah's Song of the Week. If you want to hear more of my ramblings on some of my favorite songs, make sure to come back every Friday on most podcast platforms. And if you want to keep up with the podcast, check out my Twitter below. And if you want more Song of the Week music in your life, check out the playlist that I made, also linked below, that will be updated with every new song covered on the show. Thanks again to everyone who tuned in. I hope you have a good week and listen to some good music. And don't forget to treat people with kindness. Bye!